0: This is Daniel Silva's podcast, number 28. This is On Freedom. When I was younger, I heard three stories, each in two parts. Perhaps you've heard them too. It's likely, or at least versions of them in your own words. Perhaps you've heard about times before when things were harmonious, about catastrophes that scarred everything, and everyone. Perhaps in your midst there are witnesses to attest to the truth of these tales, or others steadfastly committed to original words. It was from the latter that I heard the first story, set in a time before anyone who's ever lived can remember, about two ancestral beings who were naked and vulnerable, but without knowing, so they weren't afraid. They lived in perfect harmony, and then something catastrophic happened. An evil entered and brought with it knowledge of a kind that tore everything apart. Even now, upon those who've not forgotten what their ancestors came to know, scars remain. The first part of the second story concerns a group. At one time slaves to a tyrannical ruler of an empire so vast as to make escape all but impossible. The lives of the slaves were difficult, yet they survived and multiplied. In their midst was a single determined voice with the power to set everyone free. Which it did. The first part of the third story is more recent. Though fewer in number with each passing year, still among us are people who witnessed the events. It's also about a group who for reasons unfathomable to naive conceptions of human nature were systematically herded and exterminated by an evil that possessed an entire nation. As with the first two stories, the third is unforgettable. And many years later, in annual rituals of retelling, the descendants of those affected recall with bittersweet joy that their ancestors were set free by the power of belief in a transcendent voice and the possibility of freedom. Each year they reaffirm their commitment to continued existence in spite of forces still intent on their enslavement. For all too aware are the not so naive that we remain capable of terrible cruelty, that without awareness we remain unafraid, and that without fear we remain deaf to the knocks of evil at our doors. Maybe you've heard these stories. Or similar ones. About ruined childhoods. Natural worlds destroyed by unnatural forces. Stories about you. Maybe you've seen firsthand or met those who can attest. I once met a woman who inhaled longing, and when she exhaled decried the indelible marks left by her past between her ribs. I learned from her that memory is a complicated means of producing something other than facts. Stories, mainly at least in part, often intergenerational. These days we store the past at the tips of our fingers. We reminisce in high definition. But still, even as storage in the cloud replaces stories of before, we retain a lament for the catastrophe of prolonged exposure to the slings and arrows of time in the sun, or the moments that change everything forever. We continue to be reminded that no matter our admiration for advances in meteorology, the weather is unpredictable, and we resolve to relish moments and savour fleeting joys. We consider it wise to be grateful for what we have. That's as far as the first parts of stories can take us. Then come the second parts. And to be sure, without them, we would drown in unpredictable weather. The second parts are more terrifying than the first parts, more difficult too. And the reason for that is the second parts of our stories demand that we move on, that we shoulder the burden of past catastrophes as if they were matters of our individual responsibility. Perhaps more than any other, the reason the second parts are so terrifying is that we write them ourselves. When I was younger, I was fortunate to be surrounded by people who expected me, having heard the stories of my ancestors to write a good story of my own. The details were not important, but some general rules applied. My story should start small and aim high. It should include others, but only with constructive intentions. At its core should be family, surrounded by community, supported by society to which is owed service, and from which nothing should be assumed given. All of the characters should strive to do good by one another, particularly in times of need. And as for my own character, he should lead the way, respect the past, be true to his word, aware of his capacity for error, guided by a transcendent voice and sustained by unwavering belief in the possibility of his freedom with love, Daniel. And that's the end of that letter. Just as a postscript, the fifth step is to animate for those who are following the steps (laughs) Um, and that is connected to freedom and I think also to inspiration, but Maybe I'll have a go at articulating articulating that. Mm. No, maybe not. Until next week.